Are you amazed when people drive their vehicles for over 250,000 miles? How often should you change your engine oil? What techniques can improve your mileage? Would an expensive fuel injection cleaning improve your engine performance? This is Car Guy with Brett Beechler of Beechler's Vehicle Care and Repair. Find out how to substantially reduce your cost per mile and extend the longevity of your vehicles. Welcome to Car Guy with Brett Beechler on PeoriaLife.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Car Guy on PeoriaLife.com. My name is Greg McCoy. I'm a co-host with the man of the hour, Brett Beachler. How are you doing, Brett? Fantastic, Greg. And yourself? Great. It's good to hear. Great. It's a little rainy out today. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful if you're a duck, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, today we're going to be talking about autonomous vehicles. This is a subject that has come up in the news recently. Yes. Not in a good way. Not necessarily in a good way. Uh, but uh, we just want to bring to light some of the facts that are going into it, money and and uh, who's investing and a um, little bit of the technology and what's going on with it. So okay. um, hope, every, hope everybody enjoys it. But, um, you know, basically we are here to stretch our comfort zones today because um, I think when first everybody, when one person hears autonomous vehicle and somebody not driving the car and there's nobody behind the wheel, I think you kind of cringe a little bit. And uh, I think we all would do that to a certain degree. So maybe you should start off by defining <clears throat> what you mean by autonomous vehicle. Okay, so how autonomous is autonomous? Yeah, the, so there there are different levels right now, but ultimately what they want to get to is a vehicle without a steering wheel and without a brake pedal and a gas pedal, mm. and nobody sitting in that driver's seat. So I'm going to just drop you right into the cold water right away, aren't we? Mm. Aren't we, wow. Greg? <laughs> a so, scary. It is. It is a little <laughs> scary, but. Um, you know, doing some research on this, this actually first appeared back in 1939 at the World's Fair. GM had a, uh, what they call a Futurama display of what the future held. It was a little bit sci-fi that was going on, but, uh, you know, there's some visionaries out there that, that thought of this many, many years ago. Uh, they have been using this technology for years, testing it. Um, so I'm just curious, and maybe you don't know this, but 1939. That was before computers. Yes. It was before cameras like we have today, before yes. electronics, before sensors, before all that stuff that yes. now would be required to do this kind of thing. Yes. So what kind of technology were they? You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I know they had some technology back then, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to embrace that. You know, I'm, I'm sure back then they were just like, oh, pie in the sky. Yeah, great. That's all fine and dandy, but... Um, you're right. There's some major te- technology that goes into these cars that they had nothing to do with back then, of course. But, uh, you know, they were visionaries. They were thinking ahead. And, um, you know, I think they thought someday this may be possible. And it's starting to become possible. Uh, but it's still going to take a breaking of the human thought process that we have in our country and around the world to go, okay, let's embrace this. But I'll, I'll shed some light on a few of the facts on it. And I'll, I'll let people decide, you know, what direction they want to take it. Um, the, the technology is progressing. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I'm just laying out the facts. The technology is progressing out there. So you're just interested, interested observer, interested observer. Great, great, uh, great statement there. So the one thing, you know, we talked about in other shows, you kind of have to watch the, the money trail. Um, leading automakers are pouring billions with a B as in boy, billions of dollars into this tech, this technology. 
Um, it's coming like a freight train. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of what, to what degree it's going to happen. And the whole over, overall purpose behind it is companies like Uber are pouring millions of dollars into this. The, the concept is if you have a driverless car, it's going to be overall what they say, it's going to be less expensive for a person to summon an Uber car to get a ride somewhere that is driverless than it is to own a car outright, period. Generally speaking, now you do the numbers on it. It all depends on where you live, where you drive. You know, we talked about before the show how a lot of these big cities have an influx of these younger generations coming back into them and not living in the suburbs like our generations have done has gone out to the suburbs to live. Um, so you have to watch the money train. You got to watch um, where people are putting the money into and they're not dumb. They're watching the trends of what generations are doing and where they're starting to move and where they're starting to live and reside. Um, I don't think, uh, uh, for example, I don't think Uber makes sense for somebody that lives 45 minutes outside of Chicago to drive into work every day. Of course, um, Uber to me, and we use it at our company, uh, to move customers around from place to place. Uber to me is a short distance type temporary deal to get people from point A to point B, three, four, five, ten 10 miles away. Um, not necessarily that 20 mile, um, issue or not necessarily that 20 mile distance on vehicles. So that's just my anecdotal opinion. But I do know of people that, uh, live in the city, downtown mm-hmm. Chicago mm-hmm. that don't own a car. Yeah. And, and it's, which makes sense. There's no place to park. There's no place to park. Park no is garage. expensive. it's it's a it's a mess trying to own a car it is and that's called population density is really what it boils down to um and as we've talked about and i hammer this with people cars are expensive i'll reiterate this again over 50 years time you're spending over four hundred thousand dollars on a car Um, not necessarily one car but over the life of them all the expenses on transportation Uh, so if there's any way you can slice and dice that and take it down to maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars for and not own a car and be in the city and you know, you you know, you call an Uber every once in a while to get from point A to point B. Have at her. It's a lot of money saved over time. So, anyway, we'll jump into it. Uh, you know, one of the technology things is these cars are equipped with um, sensors, cameras, and high-speed computing power. These these devices are in there to react to traffic, pedestrians, stoplights, and infrastructure. That's a tough one to swallow, isn't it? Somebody's yeah. going to react to a you know a kid running out in the street, and you're going to react faster than a human does. Um, the technology is coming. It's improving. You know, everybody's seen the commercials on TV about the vehicles that are parking themselves. Uh, I know BMW is out there, has self-parking right now. Cadillac is coming. Now, this is one I would embrace, not necessarily Cadillac. Cadillac's coming out with a vehicle to drive without the hands while you're driving on the interstate. Now, to me, that makes complete sense. I can embrace that, uh, but we'll get down to into a story down here that Tesla had that you may not embrace that, but um, to me, that to me makes more sense. I want to get in a car and read a book, and I'm driving seven hours to northern Wisconsin. Heck, yeah, I'll drive the car. Just put it on autopilot. I'll pay attention to the road every once in a while, see what's coming up. Um, but these computers on board are going to be able to sense things that maybe you and I may not sense. Um, but then there's also a flip of it. I think there may be sometimes that the computer doesn't uh, analyze things that are coming up. So that... It's going to be left up to the geniuses, as they say, to figure that technology out. But I suppose the argument is that they're safer because they don't get tired, they don't yes. get distracted, they don't mm-hmm. text, mm-hmm. they don't yell at the kids, mm-hmm. that, that kind of that's stuff. A, that's a fantastic, I mean, it really is a great argument. Um, you know, humans are humans and we're prone to make mistakes and this stuff happens. So, mm-hmm. um, 
So Cadillac, you got Mercedes and Audis have vehicles that navigate through a traffic jam with only light touches on the steering wheel. Um, many people don't know about this, but it's out there. It's already working. It's already in motion. Um, Uber is currently testing this um, hands-on in Pittsburgh. Uber is one of the companies right now that's embracing to where you and I can jump in a, in a car. They actually have a driver in the car right now. Oh, hang on, let me back up. They don't have a driver. They have a person sitting in the driver's seat right now. You and I jump in an Uber car in Pittsburgh, and you get in, his hands are not on the steering wheel, nor are they pressing the gas to the brake pedal, hmm. unless they come to a situation where they're testing this technology to where the driver feels as if i got to take over um, and make a decision here. Now, is Uber doing this in alliance with any particular car company, or are they doing their own retrofits, or how are they doing that? Uh, they are currently working with Volvo. They dumped $300 million. I should say they dumped. They invested $300 million with Volvo uh, for this technology. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of alliances that are going on out there. Uh, GM's got one with a company called Lyft, L-Y-F-T, which many people have heard of by now. It's same business model as Uber, uh, but they are in alliance with uh, GM. So what do the uh, taxi cab drivers think of all this? Oh, they, they've already, <laughs> I read an article a couple months ago that said um, a Yellow Taxi had already filed bankruptcy in uh, San Francisco mm. and Chicago, and there was one other city that they filed bankruptcy. They they don't like it. Um, and I, I viewed uh, taxi cabs as kind of like a, uh, kind of like the apartment buildings in New York City. Um, they're regulated, the fares are regulated, and whenever you regulate something, things become more costly as far as I'm concerned, to the end user. Um, you know, there was an article in Wall Street Journal I read not too long ago about how much it is to purchase a, uh, a taxi license in New York. It's almost like the stock trade. Yeah. I mean, it's tens of thousands of dollars to buy one because of the money that's in it. It's like buying a seat on the New York Stock Exchange or something like that's that. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And basically, Uber is coming in here and decimating that whole that whole business model, which I love because that's, to me, as, a, as an independent business owner, that's a free market taking over. And letting it do its job as opposed to the government trying to micromanage that type of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, technology or, or service, I should say. So, um, but it's it's super interesting. Um, the catch is they're driving around in Pittsburgh with these Uber cars. Uh, Pittsburgh has local laws that may prohibit this. So they're working with local authorities to be able to do this to where eventually they can pull the driver out of the seat. Right now it's okay. They can have the driver in the seat. That's legal. Uh, but overall, Pennsylvania, the entire state, has no such laws. Um, and that's one of the overriding uh, pieces of information that I saw out there was there are no laws to address this in the entire country. Because when Maybe these. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's Right now, it's a good thing. But when these first came out, when these first came out, or when cars, I should say, first came out, who would have ever thought we'd be not having a driver behind the wheel of a car? So nobody nobody thought of this. So I can almost guarantee you municipalities are going to be addressing this quite soon. Um, but there's going to be a tug of war that goes on between the, the money that's going into this technology and the local municipalities. So it will be interesting. So um, the catch is they were talking about Pittsburgh's roads. He said that the, this author said, but drivers may have to intervene due to winding, hilly roads, vast bridges and up to 30 inches of snow so that'll that'll be interesting to see how they interact with that how uh that up, driverless technology interacts up to with 30 inches of snow up what to about, 30 what inches. about beyond 30 inches of snow um you know i don't know they're gonna have to figure that out 
<laughs> so um, interesting to note, uh, I think everybody knows this, but Google's actually testing this out on the West Coast. Um, they've been doing this. They've logged over 2 million miles of driverless vehicles or people not driving the vehicle. However, one little caveat, they have two times the accident rate as opposed to cars that you and I would drive hmm. um, in the driver's seat controlling the speed and acceleration and, and, the, and the turning on the car. So uh, my thought is they're obviously driving to improve that number to where it gets down below the accident rate of you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, that's not really that good. Hopefully, they get that stuff worked out. Mm-hmm. Not like Microsoft, for example, that puts out a new software uh, software program, and they just kind of dump it out there and, and say, well, what kind of problems do we have? And then they fix them in upgrades and right. upgrades and upgrades. Right. Hopefully this is not like this. Hopefully this is not like <laughs> this because, um, yeah, you'll get some issues going on with that. So, uh, But Google has been in the market since 2009, so they've been out there for seven-plus years doing this, mm. um, just so everybody knows. However, there are no like large-scale public passengers that are going on with this um, type of technology. They're they're doing it to select people coming in the cars. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily know if I want to be a test dummy in one of these cars uh, because something goes wrong, things can re- be really bad in that situation. So, mm-hmm. um, I talked earlier about Lyft, L-Y-F-T. Uh, they received five hundred million dollars from GM. Uh, GM also invested. Turned around and invested $1 billion into a self-startup called Cruise Automation. So $1 billion, that's a lot of money. Okay, so when they invest that kind of money, the technology is coming. They're not investing that money for this technology to fall on its face, period. It's not going to happen. Not doing it for fun. They're not doing it for fun. Um, You know, you and I wouldn't go out and bet our entire retirement savings on something like this and go, okay, all right, didn't work. Um, that's essentially what these companies are doing is they're, they're investing a large amount of money for this technology to work and embrace it someday. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really going to be interesting to watch this technology evolve, mm. um, into the point where, you know, you and I are going to see it in our lifetime. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Google saying, uh, test vehicles without steering wheels and pedals within two years. That's their proposal. Now mm-hmm. they've made that proposal and the guy who is heading up this program actually left um, the company and, um, he moved on. So, uh, I, I don't know if that will hurt or help them at all in the long run, but the, the guy was a, a pretty, uh, smart individual that was, that was doing this. So two, two years, huh? Two years. Hopefully that's within my lifetime. I, I think it'll be within your <laughs> lifetime, Greg. You never know. Only God knows. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ford announced, uh, you know, there's big announcements that are coming Ford announced they will have a driverless vehicle with no steering wheel or pedals by 2021. So do the math. That's less than five years away. Uh, so it's, it's lurking on the horizon. No doubt about it. It's lurking on the horizon. So, uh, and and since these are privately funded, privately run efforts, mm -hmm. they might actually meet some of those dates as opposed to the government saying, this project is going to cost X number of dollars and be done by this time, and it always triples and quadruples and mm-hmm. so forth. So we'll That's see. A good point. Good point, Greg. Very perceptive. Um, so uh, they also Ford also invested one hundred eighty-two million dollars in a cloud computing startup called Pivotal Software, hmm. which is integral in this in this driverless uh, technology. So the money, as you can see, the money is just five hundred million here, one billion here, hmm. one hundred eighty-two million here, three hundred million by Uber. Sounds like we need to come up with some kind of little company that's developing this stuff and uh, 
That yeah. could be our ticket. Uh, that could be our ticket. Yeah. Could be. Could be. So, um, you know, the whole point of this, though, is, as I said this earlier in the show, the reason why they're doing this is driverless vehicle transportation will be less expensive than owning a vehicle, period. So, you know, we've had to uh, watch this technology for years, not for years, but probably about two to four years, because as automotive shops, we're sitting here going, okay, are there going to be less drivers in the future? And the numbers are basically stating there are going to be less drivers. Um, will cars still need service? Yes, they will still need service. I get that. Um, but you will have fewer and fewer drivers out in the marketplace. Believe it or not, I know it's hard to embrace that. You're not, they're not going to go away, but they'll you know, be a reduction by 10 or 15 or 20%. I'm just throwing out those numbers. Um, it, it will happen. It's going to come. And these younger generations are going to embrace this technology. When you say less drivers, fewer drivers, do you mean fewer vehicles? Or just Not fewer necessarily few, fewer vehicles. All in all, you know, you think about it, you know, you take a dozen people that are young generation people coming out of college, they move to Chicago, they're in inner city Chicago, and instead of, you know, 12 of those people buying cars, you might only have six of those people buying cars. So, yeah, and so the other six are ride-sharing Uber, for example, and, you know, six of those might be sharing two vehicles. So, in all in all, there's there are going to be fewer vehicles. Hmm. Um, it's, it, it will happen. There's no doubt about it. So the numbers are there supporting it. Now you say it's going to be, I should say the proponents say that it's going to be cheaper. Is one aspect of that better gas mileage, do you think? I don't know. That's purely an opinion on my, on myself, but I don't know if it'd be better gas mileage. Maybe so. I mean, the because way they drive. It's kind of like a fancy cruise control. Mm-hmm. And it, it, most people know you get better gas mileage yes. if you use cruise control versus not, typically. That's a good point. Yeah, you might see uh, fewer gallons consumed by our country. Imagine that. Which means the government's going to jump into it. 5% of the world's population, we consume 25% of the world's resources. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe. You might. You could be right. You could be right on that situation. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's another interesting number. By 2035, they're going to account, they're projecting, up to one out of four cars purchased will be driverless. 25% mm-hmm. of the fleet purchase out there. So... Um, you know, you asked that question before, it's, it's very likely this is going to equate out to fewer cars on the road. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how they divvy up that pie of, of all the vehicles they sell. Of course, hopefully fewer cars on the road means less traffic congestion. Sure. Means fewer, fewer accidents, right? Roads last longer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Bridges last longer. Mm-hmm. That's a good Should thing. Should have something to do with that. So then we come to the final point of the ethical question of turning over a robot computer, robot slash computer, <clears throat> to a life or death situation. You know, and that really is going to boil down to the, in the end, it's the, the end user that makes that decision as to whether or not they want to release that. Um, you know, we've seen technology uh, come and go in our, in our lifetime and people not embrace it. Whether or not this is one of them, hard telling, very hard telling. You know, they had a real-life situation. I was telling a friend of mine on the way here, May of this year, at a gentleman. I don't, I don't recall hearing about this in the in the news. Gentleman's driving down to Florida, driving in Florida, had his Tesla. Um, Tesla has driverless technology in it. Um, what I presume was, I couldn't really pull apart the facts from the article, but what I presume is a guy was in the driver's seat, you know, reading, taking a nap, whatever the case may be. But interestingly, the the Tesla computer did not was not able to see the semi off to the side because of the bright uh, sun setting. 
Yeah. He wasn't able to pick it up in his algorithms of the yeah. camera. Yeah, I did read about that mm-hmm. in the news. Yeah. And so, therefore, this guy, unfortunately, drove into the back of the semi-trailer um, off the, uh, on the side of the road. I don't even know if it was on the side of the road. Uh, so it's really an unfortunate incident, but Tesla is saying they're they're working this issue out in their car. But mind you, they've had over 130 million miles logged on their driverless vehicles to this point. So, um, you know, the death is bad. I'm not saying it's, I'm not trying to downplay this death, but there's that's one incident out of lots and lots of miles driven on these cars. Um, so I, I think overall, um, the average is really good. You don't want anybody to pass at all on these cars but you know you log 130 million miles of people driving their own vehicles i'm sure something like that has occurred and again i'm not trying to downplay it but i'm sure something like that has occurred with somebody actually driving the car Mm -hmm. so um do you think this is uh just another version of what used to be called artificial intelligence yeah it could be are you familiar with that yeah 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 i I remember that growing up and watching it reading about it but it, it could be and i can remember 30 years we've had projections of artificial intelligence going to take over the world and, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. Um, so you just wonder, not to say this won't happen, but mm-hmm. you have to wonder if the projections are a little bit over, overblown. Um, you know, you, you could be possibly right. I, I, I still think in the end it's, it's people who are putting this technology together and creating this technology. So um, do, I, do I think these driver, this driverless technology is smarter than us? Maybe not necessarily. Um, and the decision-making, but I think they can get pretty darn close to the decision-making that goes on in these things. You know, we're, we're watching the technology in our world where, you know, we got, I got guys in my, my business group, 20 group from around the country that are watching this technology where people have cell phones, they're walking on the street and cars can communicate with the cell phone. You know, if you get some, some guys buried in his phone walking across the street and he shouldn't, he's not paying attention, the car can actually break before he hits this person that suddenly starts out into traffic. So um, artificial intelligence, yes. Are we getting dumbed down as a society? I think from my opinion, I think we are uh, from all this technology. I think it's great. Technology is fantastic. But we've got to remember that we've got to keep our tools sharp too. So um, so anyway, that's that's what I have on autonomous vehicles. Uh, You know, if you want to research it some more, um, what I'm aiming to do on this whole show is just explain to people and kind of be that person pushing people out of their comfort zone that it's it's here and it's going to come on even stronger and you know it's up to the end user as to whether or not this is successful um and that's really what it's going to you know summate to is is whether or not the end user purchases these vehicles or gets inside of an uber with a driverless Mm -hmm. uh, vehicle so it sounds like a couple companies are out there on the forefront oh yeah number one tesla i say number one just First one that comes to mind, sure. Tesla and Uber seem to be Uber. the two biggest ones. I, I think Google's. Front. I think Google's way up there with those guys. Um, Google's but, investing heavily in these. But is is Google in partnership with a car company? They have to be because they don't make a car. Uh, yeah, I think they're in partnership with several trying to test this out. I didn't find any on my, on my specific ones on my research, but yeah, they're yeah, it's it, they've got to be at least one, if not more. Um, on partnerships with them, but they are heavily into it, mm. heavily. Wow. And Google doesn't make many mistakes. Mm-hmm. So getting into investments and in where they put their money. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to watch the whole money trail, all of this technology. Interesting to see what uh, Warren Buffett's doing. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's got his fingers in this too. I'm sure he does. Yep. But I remember seeing a, a story a few years ago about a young young man that had purchased a Tesla and he was paying for it by using it in Uber. So I wonder how all that intersects. If he, is he going to be out of business now? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I think Tesla right be, now. Though, before he gets his Tesla paid for? Yeah, that's true. I think Tesla right now, though, is, you know, we've talked about that 50, 55 cents per mile. I, I'm fairly confident that Tesla is a little bit more expensive than 50 cents a mile. At a hundred grand for one of their sedans. No, one hundred thirty. I just saw an article this morning that Tesla is coming out with a, a new battery for the Model S that mm-hmm. will go three hundred fifteen miles on a charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those vehicles now reasonably loaded that a normal person would buy one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. Okay, hmm. that's right up your alley, Greg. I guess I think it's calling <laughs> your name. Good car to go down to Nashville and visit the grandkids. I, I'd love to have one. But <laughs> well, maybe not this year. <laughs> maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. It's all about cost per mile. So yep. anyway, other questions you might have. I think we're done. We're good. All right. So I hope everybody uh, was able to learn a little bit about uh, driverless vehicle, autonomous vehicles. Uh, but uh, the, the there's a wealth of information out there if you want to get online and, and research this. But it's, it's coming. All right. It's like a freight train. Well, thanks, Brett. Appreciate the information. You're very welcome. And I want to remind everybody out there that's that's watching this show or listening to it that if you have any questions with respect to cars, car repair, car purchase, etc., that you'd like to pose to the car guy, Brett Beesler, you can either do it by going to purelife.com and checking into the car guy, or you can just uh, submit it to Beesler's Facebook page. You have a Facebook page, yes, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. Beesler's Vehicle Care and Repair Facebook all right. Or if you happen to live in the immediate area of where Beachless is located in Peoria, corner of War Memorial, Knoxville, you could always stop in. You're welcome to it anytime. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us today on The Car Guy and PeoriaLife.com. We'll see you next time. PeoriaLife.com.